Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned, universal channel, author, and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back to From Beyond. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Thank you. Appreciate you having me again. I would like to talk about something a little different today, something I've been doing for nearly 20 years, and that is ghost busting and spirit clearing. Awesome stuff. I have been performing clearings of people, places, and things for many years. I want to, I'd like to present some of my experiences today. Because I am faced with people who are suffering with negative spiritual encounters and situations on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I have been for some time. So I thought I'd begin by just defining some terminology with regard to this for our listeners. I'm going to refer to third dimension and fourth dimension, or I may refer to those. The fourth dimension is the astral plane, and it is a plane that occupies the same space as the third dimension where we exist, but not the same time. So that's where we find, and the next term is discarnates. I will refer to the term discarnates because they are spirits that are not incarnate. So discarnate just means they're dead. (laughs) Try not to use the dead word a lot. The next term is spirit attachment. And that is typically when I'm referring to a spirit that is attached to a person. This is a dead person attached to your energy field, following you around. Um, They are also discarnate. And it could also be called possession, although possession is very rare. Spirit releasement is the same thing as spirit clearing, where I'm removing the spirit either from the person's energy field, their house, or wherever, and I'm removing it from the fourth dimension, the third and fourth dimensions, or this plane. Poltergeist is something I've had to deal with, and poltergeist is actually just German for noisy ghost. Right. So... Is there any other terminology that you think might be included in this conversation? Uh, already, already interested to see how folks interact with some of that terminology. Because like Poltergeist for, for folks of a certain age is a great movie, right? <laughs> and, you know, to me, and we've, we talk about this theme consistently, no matter what the topic is, is, you know, how you approach um, the issue, the problem, the object or whatever um from a place yes. of love or fear because like poltergeist the movie obviously had some quote-unquote scary things to it uh which purpose of the movie right but at the same time you know where are you operating from uh, what are you allowing to happen those kind of things so I'm, I'm really curious to see how listening audience interacts with um, the discussion as well as the terms because how you approach a word uh really to me ends up determining how you're going to interact with it in the first place Oh yeah, absolutely. And when I talk about spirit attachments, oh oh no, you know, immediately they go to negativity. Um, And well, a spirit attachment is not ever a helpful thing, I'm going to say. So um, neither is a ghost in your house. And I've had people say, please don't clear them. 
because I'm lonely or um, <laughs> keep me company. I'm like, oh, you have homeless people keeping you company. That's not wrong. It's just not as healthy or as helpful for either of your spiritual evolutions. Mm-hmm. So some, some of the stuff I've cleared is interesting. I once mm-hmm. had to clear a doll. Mm. That doll was really creepy looking to me, felt really creepy. Um, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> they, it was in a guest room and uh, the homeowner said, nobody will sleep in here. And it was a family heirloom, you know, this doll. And she goes, do we need to get rid of it? I'm like, absolutely not. I can clear things, change the energy, whatever. It did seem to have something attached to it. And so once the doll was cleared, everything felt fine in there. And the homeowner was very happy. And the doll was happy. Sure. Everything has a consciousness, right? So I've cleared places, houses, businesses, even a Starbucks. Mm. seem to have some weird activity um, because ghosts can get trapped between worlds. Talk about that in a moment. But from people, I've, I've cleared both discarnate entities and consciousness fields. And we will talk about that later. You hinted to that already. Now, a ghost versus a spirit attachment. You know, I, I watch that TV show, Ghosts, and I just love it. Mm-hmm. Sure. The ghost at first she was terrified and now, you know, they have these great relationships. I'm not recommending that (laughs) because we have ways to help them get home where they're supposed to be. So they don't have to be trapped here, but there are three reasons that a spirit might get stuck in the fourth dimension between worlds, between this reality and the afterlife. And the first one is that they don't know they're dead. Some people die so very suddenly and they're not aware of what's going on. They're kind of dreaming in that dream state. Another reason is that they are afraid they're going to hell because they did something wrong and they think it's safer to stay here. And then the third reason is that they feel something is unfinished. I think that's probably the most popular one Mm -hmm. is the unfinished business kind of thing. Yep. So do you have any questions so far, Jeffrey, that might? No, like I I still, and again, this is not necessarily my area of expertise whatsoever, but like I still always go back to what's the interaction with the energy um, to the comment about wanting to live with ghosts. Like I get the emotional attachment potentially that somebody would have, but at the same time, I go back to the energy field and, you know, is that, entity being in your energy field taking energy away from you like to that point when you say that's not a healthy thing i think in terms just of energy being drawn from your field to that entity and it's not because the the spirit is necessarily good or bad but because it's an energy drain because it it is not serving a purpose that does not detract from something else you know i always go to love over fear and like something that is love doesn't necessarily detract, if that makes sense. It does. And uh, that, it's just so important. Everything you just said is so important. Yes, they do drain our energy. Because I didn't really say why it's not a healthy thing, but that is why. Yeah. Because they drain. And if someone thinks, well, I'm helping it. Well, okay, you want to be helpful. Everybody wants to be helpful. But I don't think that's the healthiest way to be helpful. 
unless you're crossing yeah. them over, which is uh, an ability that I have and I can teach. Okay. So um, are all attachments bad is a question people ask me all the time. And no, many of them are benign, I call it. You know, they're just, they're not helpful. They're not harmful. They're just, they are draining the energy a bit, but they're just kind of interfering with your energy flow. Mm -hmm. um, now, there are low frequency spirits. I don't like to call them names. Mm -hmm. Some people call them dark. Some people sure. call them other things. But those are the ones that are most attracted to fear. And like mm -hmm. you said, love over fear. If anything is causing anxiety, fear, especially fear, um, and fear has many, many different terms for it but that's when we know something's not healthy sure. and that's the same in our human life mm -hmm. if something's creating fear it must not be healthy right well and one of the things that you say consistently that's always resonated with me when you're when you're talking about suspecting potential um, interaction with something beyond the third dimension is asking the question of are you from the light yes because yeah. they can't answer that question, right? So they can't when lie when you ask right. that question. Right. They can lie all day long. They can tell you whatever they want. But unless you confront them with, are you from the light? They'll keep they can pretend to be your grandmother. They can right. pretend to be an angel. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, to me, the the attachment thing of good versus bad, like can be. I don't want to say dealt with, but dealt with fairly simply. Are you from the light? That is the and simplest way. Them, and then not then telling them you're not welcome to be here if you're not from the light type of deal. So. Right. Oh, gosh. I have to tell everybody that. Ask, are you from the light? If not, I'm sorry. This is my house. Mm. can't be here. You, would you let just somebody walk into your house off the street? I mean, <laughs> it's the same Maybe, thing, but not normally, right? <laughs> not well, I, I would not, not most people I know, let's say. Right. Um, <laughs> and so let's treat it like a human that doesn't have a body because that's what it is. If that's what you're dealing with and we'll get to more of the discernment later. Great point. So I have done a lot of ghost busting Ghost hunting is another issue that <laughs> can cause people to attract yeah. ghosts to themselves, yeah. to their home. They can follow them home. Lots of ghost hunting tours all over the country. <laughs> and um, I am not a proponent of those. Sure. <laughs> and um, so when people say, can you come and tell me who's in my house? I can come and clear what's in your house, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. I'm not going to talk to them. Not even going to look at their gender. I don't care what happened to them. I don't care who they are. They don't belong here. And I'm going to get them sent home. It's like finding a lost child in a, in a, in a department store. It's like, let's just get you home. Yep. Yep. No question. Let's, let's not get into the details. Let's not. And I know that, that human curiosity is, is, normal and sometimes yeah. very passionate uh, but i also think you have to revert back to what intention am i setting right now when i say i'm going to ghost hunting 
if you set that intention, you're probably going to get what you ask for, uh, depending on what the what the universe decides they're going to do in the moment, right? Right. Oh, I want proof of afterlife. Okay. Read some books. There's plenty of proof. And I understand the ghost hunting. I do. Mm-hmm. I've been involved with a few of those in the very beginning. And that's when I started getting guidance about don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do this at all. I even had an opportunity to be on some TV show where they were going to go through a building. And they said, I, my guidance told me not to do it because that is, I've always said it's exploiting the homeless people, right. You're poking at them, trying to get them to make a sound, trying to get them to, you know, show up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to be poked at, yeah. you well, know, like this, we're making entertainment out of somebody's unfortunate situation. Well, you put okay. negative energy into something. What kind of energy do you think you're going to get back? You know? Right. Right. I'll get, I'll get texts in the middle of the night. Help. I just got attacked at this ghost hunting thing. Well, of course I'm not answering my phone in the middle of the night, but still I'm like, well, yes for it. So <laughs> and now you want me to fix it yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um sometimes uh, a client will come in and i'll say oh you've got a spirit attachment let me just remove that wait wait um i, I don't want it to be my grandmother you know you're not gonna remove my loved one right. right no no your loved ones are fine i have never ever found somebody's loved one to be attached to them even when I was identifying. And even if they were, they don't belong here. They can visit us from the afterlife in a state of love mm-hmm. where there's no more fear, no more negativity. That is so much better than them hanging around. Now, some people right after they transition, they do hang around for a little bit, a couple weeks, you know, until their funeral or whatever. And everybody's unique with that. Why can some people see or hear or feel spirits and others cannot? Right. So we all have different abilities. We all have different antennas. Mm -hmm. People will have a spiritual awakening and then they start seeing or hearing. That's what happened to me. I started hearing first and we can develop those. I believe we can all develop those abilities of seeing, hearing, and feeling. Some people are just more interested in it than others. Some people are obsessed with seeing, hearing, and feeling, and that's where they get into a little bit of trouble sometimes. This is the most critical time, if you've had a spiritual awakening, to set boundaries. Now, what I find is that if people don't already have boundaries with other humans, Hmm. they might have issues with boundaries with spirits. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. So, oh, I can hear voices now. Wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth dimension, which is full of the riffraff, as well as, you know, nature, spirits, and other positive light beings. If you're not discerning, are you from the light or only high level beings and energies of light and love may approach me, which is my statement, I always say, then you don't know what you're going to get. (laughs) it's like you're tuning into all the radio stations at once. And then I've known people who don't know how to shut it off. And in the beginning, I was very diligent about, okay, nobody's talking to me unless I say so. Now, fortunately for me, it was light beings from the beginning. 
I didn't have to worry about low frequency energies, but I would imagine a trap door in the top of my head. And when the Mm -hmm. door was open, I would welcome in, you know, someone who wanted to talk to me, who was a light being or an energy of light and love. And then when I shut the trap door, closed for business. And I still do that. So I am not walking around, picking up, hearing stuff uh, in the grocery store or whatever. I'm not doing that. So why some people can see and hear and feel, I don't know. Same reason some people are really good at playing the piano and others aren't. Some people are good at playing football and others aren't. So so something that I've been asked, and again, this is not my area of expertise. I I always revert back to uh, those foundational pieces, which a lot of stuff's woven in there about love versus fear, intentions, you know, what kind of energy are you putting out because it's going to come back. But um, there's a lot of different terms out there for, or people believe are saying things uh, with ghosts. But like, can you talk a little bit about what ghosts versus say an apparition is? Yes. So ghosts are actual spirits or the souls of a person who had a body. Uh, They are occupying the fourth dimension, which occupies the same space as our third dimension, which is why we can see them sometimes if you're one who sees them. And then apparitions, which I don't completely understand, are known as projected energy configurations or echoes Mm. of that personality or that configuration okay i always refer to a soul as a configuration because it's just a configuration of energy Mm -hmm. particles it's not a thing that is always the same right so always adding taking away pieces as we transition and come back yeah makes sense right so i think often what people are experiencing in their homes particularly are echoes or apparitions Mm -hmm. But what's the difference? You know, like I I can still clear it, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. unless it's something that repeats. Some apparitions repeat almost like on a timer. (laughs) Sure. And then we realize that's just a projection, like a movie's playing in that space Mm -hmm. and time. Yep. Makes sense. So apparition ghost or otherwise like i think most people are just really curious when they see one feel one sense one to want to know what they want like what what should our listeners know about ghosts showing up well imagine being lost in a different city walking around and nobody can see you or hear you Imagine walking through Grand Central Station and nobody can see you or hear you and you're trying to get their attention. They want attention. They want acknowledgement. They want to know that there's still somebody, somebody important. As I mentioned before, a lot of them want help with unfinished business. So one day I was standing in my kitchen and I felt this something come up behind me. I thought it was my husband. It was not. It was, there was nothing to be seen there, but I felt it very strongly. And then I tuned in, this was early in the beginning when I I used to entertain their stories, which I do not anymore, but he said, please get a message to my wife. And then he gave me his name and I looked it up in the phone book at the time. We still had phone books. And uh, I said, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. This is not for me to do. 
I don't know this person. I'm not going to randomly call somebody. <gasps> I have a message from your deceased husband. Who knows what she might think? Maybe yeah. she'd be open to it. I'm not going to take that chance. Right. It's not my job. I mean, it is my job, but it's not my job. Right. Now, it is my job to communicate with your loved ones that are in the afterlife. That I can do. Mm -hmm. I am a direct dial medium, so I can contact them as requested, but it is not my job to assist somebody, some random spirit with unfinished business. So that's typically it. Now, some of them want energy. Some of them used to be a smoker and they want to latch on to someone who smokes so they can experience that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's pretty simple level stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give people when they have an encounter with a, a, a non-human or a paranormal or a ghost, if you will, um, if you already say have a negative feeling about it? Well, first, establish your boundary. Are you from the light is the question. That question for me, in my experience, completely weeds them out. They will leave my whole space. If I say, are you from the light? Gone. Now, I also ask it with conviction. So we have to have some confidence with this. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid of spirit. Humans, sometimes, <laughs> but not spirit. So <laughs> um, establish your boundaries with, are you from the light? Ignoring them, I suggest people ignore them. Like you got a bully on the playground. The best thing to do is ignore that bully right? Mm -hmm. And if you have boundaries, ignoring it will be easy. Uh, I kindly yet firmly give it instructions such as this is my house. You can't be here. Please move on to another place. Because if you, if you respond with anger, or if you are aggressive, you'll get that back just like you would with a human. Sure. Makes sense. Well, so then if you don't actually want this to happen again, how do you, how do you work that direction to prevent? Yeah. Great question. Everybody asks me that. How can I prevent this from happening again? Well, first of all, don't be afraid of it. Be confident. It is so important that humans understand that there is no spirit that has more power than we do that might try to manipulate you or intimidate you in thinking that it does just like humans do, but it doesn't. There is no spirit that has more power than a human because a human is both animal and spirit. We have twice the power. So no matter what it says, it cannot, well, it can hurt you if you believe it can. So sure. here's where your belief comes in, but you have to be confident. People who drink, do drugs. Oh my gosh, please don't play with Ouija boards. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, that's a thing that might happen. Yeah, I mean, you're asking for it. I have been hired to destroy those for people. Nice. So if you're weak and insecure, you're a target. If you are addicted to drugs, if you drink alcohol, you're lowering your frequency and you're in more easy target. Ted Andrews would say, if you're eating junk food, you're a target. <laughs> mm. 
anything that we do that lowers our frequency. If we're depressed, if we're um, like sad all the time, yeah, that's going to attract, just like the law of attraction, it's going to attract same energy consciousness. It can also happen to someone who is addicted to fear, addicted to drama, addicted to adrenaline or attention or feeling very lonely. And that's why the most important thing I want to say is that more often than not, I am finding that the activity, whatever it is, or the encounter is more that is something that is created by the person's fear than it is an actual spirit. Who the ego can, can create some powerful stuff. I have some examples of that. I was asked to clear a business a few times, a few times, kind of in a row, because this poltergeist activity kept coming back. And literally, nuts and bolts were appearing in midair and flying across the room. Mm. When I got there, it would calm down because whatever was there knew I was there. Um, however, there was a very, very depressed, negative person who worked at that place. Mm. And once she was let go, all of the activity stopped. but there was an employee who could see spirits with his eyes and told me what he was seeing that she Mm -hmm. was actually attracting spirits and this poltergeist activity which has been theorized that it is all mental activity that causes that that one was very interesting to me and then the more interesting one i may have talked about this on the podcast before but i had a client who could see writing on the walls and on every surface. And it was all really manipulative, negative uh, insults about her. She would take pictures of her walls. All I saw was a blank wall in the picture. But she's like, don't you see all this writing? So the last time I saw her, she said, it's even on your arm. She said it was on my arm. Wow. I'm like, okay, let me do a technique. Would you close your eyes? And I'm going to do a technique. And what I did was, an ego separation technique, my most powerful technique I know. I separated her ego, her fearful mind, her inner critic. When she opened her eyes, all the writing was gone. Hmm. And that's what proved to me that she was creating it because she, whatever happened in her past, was feeling really, really bad about it. And she literally, her ego was creating it to be spelled out for her. So I thought that was good news. I said, now we've got something we can work with. And she did not think that was good news because she wanted to be a victim to spirit attack. Yeah. So I've never seen her. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we realize that if you are hearing or seeing manipulative, negative statements, direct insults that's i don't care what it is i don't care if it's a spirit but you got to raise your frequency you've got to work on demanding only high level beings and energies of light and love because those spirits would never say anything to intimidate you or scare you or make you feel bad about yourself it's a fascinating deal because it's still to me again simple concepts love over fear Mm-hmm. What evidence do you have that this is happening? Mm-hmm. It's 
simple things like attachment and programming versus what is it that you know. But the best piece is, is that it really is for the most part in your control that you can learn how to, because as you always say, when, when we do work with others, it's a thing of, we all have it in us. Like we're all still part of the same stuff and just how the soul has configured itself in this particular lifetime will help dictate what that desire to remember what you are and how best to create it, to project it, to interact with the rest of the rest of the surroundings. Like that's really all up to you, which is pretty cool to me. Absolutely. We have all the power with our free will. Mm -hmm. We really do. That's, I love how you summarized that. Yeah. Well, one of the best gifts we've been given is choice, right? Oh yeah. And it's the only thing we can control anyway. Right. Which you can believe. So if you feel like you're being attacked by something or impacted by something, how else are you feeling that way in your life? How else are you being a victim? How else are you feeling inferior? Well, I had a a mentor coach a long time ago, like literally a coach uh, from my football days, um, remind me uh, literally not too long ago that um, you're either coaching it or you're letting it happen. And so to me, when thinking about this kind of stuff, are you coaching your mind to do it or are you letting it happen? Either way, you still have a choice there to set a boundary. You still have a choice there to say, are you from the light? Because I'm not talking to anybody who's not. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. Anyone on a spiritual path knows they have to be coaching their mind all the time. Mm-hmm. We're not done with that. We're not like, oh, I'm enlightened now and everything's fine. I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. Thank you. That was a, That was an excellent summary. Now, oh, thank you. do you have any other questions or do you think we need to channel anybody? I don't really think we do no and i think it's a good touch of iron to not contact spirit world today (laughs) i agree because we'd be talking to a high level spirit yeah who would say what is this what's this all about yeah probably would call it ironic Well, listeners, I hope that has been educational. I hope it's been helpful. I hope that it that you will remember to ask, are you from the light? If you feel like you're encountering something, I hope that you'll strengthen yourself, set boundaries with humans and everything else, make choices that are high frequency for your body and for your mind. And I'm always here to assist. I do love this work, even though I wouldn't have pursued it. It's something my soul directed me to do. We just hope that everybody continues to align to their highest self so that these kind of issues don't remain issues for you. Right. Because I rarely have an encounter myself. Because you've set good boundaries. I have. I love serving people in this way, but I also educate them at the same time with all the stuff we've talked about today. Yep. Teaching people how to fish instead of fishing for them, right? 
Indeed. Indeed. So if anybody needs help learning how to fish, let me know. <laughs> learning how to discern what fish to catch and what's what to throw away. Yep, 100%. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Jeffrey. Happy to be here as always. Hope to join us next time. Thank you. And thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.